0: Hello? Is there somebody there?
1: It's the Deliver Us Some Evil Podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: Because
1: <no>, no. <laughs> we're back from out of space. I took my big dick and I smacked you across the face. Oh, it's the podcast, Mel. It's the podcast. Welcome to Deliver Us Some Evil. I am back from out of space, smacking the face with my dick, Elijah motherfucking Newton. And today I am joined by the lovely Mel November. Mel, say hi to everyone. Hi there and now i'm just gonna brain fart i did say that we are deliver us some evil right
0: <laughs> i think so
1: i think so too <laughs> we'll I'm, find I'm, out I'm a little confused. <laughs> we, we will find out but that's who we are we are the deuce <laughs> <laughs> unintended acronyms aside <laughs> mel let me ask you a question yes before we get into what we're going to be discussing today Uh-oh. uh how many times in your life did you plan your parents murder
0: <laughs> Never. Never. No.
1: Not once. Not a single time. There wasn't a single time you woke up and said, "Today's the day. This is how." No, do
0: I would. No, I was. A, I was a defensive child. I was not an offensive child. There was no planning involved. in you anything. See, <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: planned my parents' murder. Both sets, by the way, I planned their murders quite a bit as a child. See, I saw yeah. it's almost as if it was like a normal thing you did growing up. It's like the young will take the old if you let them, and it's like. As a young man, every day I was just plotting to murder my father. Yeah, at the very least, murder him. You know, Be, take him, take over his role as the alpha male in the house. You know, <laughs> that's the destiny. Uh, so, speaking of entitled children, all right, we're going to talk today about a, uh, a a woman who's got the love for Parasite, gonna talk about the queen of mean the daughter slaughter the original independent (laughs) woman who doesn't need any man let's talk about Lizzie Borden yeah Lizzie Borden (laughs) Lizzie Borden wait 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 how's it go Lizzie Borden gave her mother forty wax Lizzie
0: Borden took an axe she gave her mother forty wax after she saw what she had done she gave her father forty one
1: and that bitch can't count because that is eighty one (laughs) wax
0: Hey, man, one for good luck. What do you want?
1: Uh, that is an odd number. <laughs> Bitch can't count. But yes, today we are going to be talking about Lizzie Borden. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no.
1: Fucking playing the sick licks. La, 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 la. Eat that pussy. Because she might have possibly been a lesbian, definitely a murderess, and 100% was a whore. You know why she was a whore mel why because everybody in the world's a whore to elijah motherfucking newton we're all <laughs> whores here all right so let's just get right down to it mel yes. what was lizzie borden known for
0: when i was nine years old i think it was nine years old that we as kids like in summer camp and stuff we all knew about lizzie borden the only thing we knew was she went crazy picked up an axe and chopped up her mother and father and we were in awe of that. <laughs> yes. And we knew that rhyme about Lizzie Borden gave her mother forty whack. We knew that yeah. rhyme.
1: I mean, I knew that rhyme. The girls used to play hopscotch or like the fucking yeah, it's a jump, jump rope. rope. Yeah, yeah jump yeah. rope. I we didn't it. know
0: any of the actual facts in the case, but yeah. it, that's an that's as much of a a cultural phenomenon as she was that even you see, in in the nineteen. For me
1: growing up as a kid. I didn't know a lot of the facts I know now about the case. Yeah. All I knew was that she was caught having a lesbian affair with the maid. And so by so her stepmom. The, so that's how the story how it, had
0: evolved yeah, by the time it got to your generation. Yeah, it, it was a lesbian. <laughs> it was a lesbian
1: trust that got caught by her stepmommy. So she buried the axe and gave them all axe wounds. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Because she's a lesbian. She gave them all axe wounds. Yeah. <laughs> axe wounds or vaginas. <laughs> I always always thought that was funny But yes, the, the real facts of the case The ones that we know for sure That are grounded in reality And not some, you know Erotic pipe dream of a teenage boy In like the 90s Lizzie Borden was arrested in 1892 In relation to the blue, brutal slaying Of both her father Andrew Borden And her stepmother Abby Borden
0: Okay, so that was not her birth mother. It was her no, stepmother. it was her
1: stepmother. Oh, yeah, that. see, I knew it was her stepmother because, you know, apparently stepmoms are the only ones that get mad when they catch their stepdaughter's looking pussy. Just, I'm, just, as, as, I'm as, as, sure. as deferring to your opinion to res- on the matter. I
0: don't know how to respond to stuff like that. Know, that.
1: That wasn't like your mom's fear was that you would just go be a like a rug muncher growing up. She's like... No, don't eat that turkey sandwich like that. That's how you become a lesbian. No, you're (laughs) not allowed to have a tuna fish sandwich. In fact, you're not allowed to eat fish at all. Nothing Skittles, nothing rainbow. You become gay if you eat the fruit gushers. (laughs) Nothing's gushing in your mouth, Mel. Uh, No? That wasn't a fear? No. Uh, I guess different times, right? So let's get into Lizzie Borden's early years, Mel. Early. (laughs) <laughs> Lizzie was born Lizzie Andrew Borden Her middle name is Andrew That is very unfortunate Her father apparently wanted a boy
0: Okay <laughs> Okay whatever you, You're just like Oh
1: okay
0: I, I, What? Geez. Yeah. No uh, I was just thinking of of There are traditions in various cultures Where it's usually a guy That, that has, has a female middle name
1: or just a female name like my stepfather. Or adopted fathers, better <laughs> accurate. He's got a female's fuck name, but yes, no, I see your, I see your point. It's so text- I don't know if that thing. was part. I, of I, th- of I think a tradition. It's, it's, I don't think it's a part of a tradition. because her dad's name's literally Andrew, so I think it was oh. just him wanting a junior, but not oh, getting okay. a junior. Makes sense. But she was born on July nineteenth, in eighteen sixty, in Fall River, Massachusetts, which is just a year shy of the Civil War. Huh. Yeah, so she was born the year before the start of the Civil War. She was the youngest of three children, of which her middle sibling, Alice Alice Borden, died at the age of two, and her mother, Sarah Borden, when Lizzie was a toddler, died in uh, 1862. Mm. Uh, In 1865, Andrew Borden married an Abby Durfee Gray, leaving Emma to fulfill her mother's dying wish to raise her sister by herself. Huh. uh, Because... Abby had no interest in raising children.
0: Oh, okay. No, I'm just trying to piece this together. I know absolutely yeah. nothing about yeah. her history at all. Yeah, so
1: pretty much her mom died young. Yeah. Her sister died young. You know, probably of like some weird fucking like disease that you'd get like from back then. And like it didn't the Civil even associate
0: it with, with like the Civil War. And for some reason, as a child, we all thought it happened in New Jersey. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no. Um, so, this is Massachusetts, okay? Uh, well, she was born in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get to where the murders happened. But she was born in Massachusetts. Her family's from Massachusetts. Okay. Andrew grew up in a modest household in the city and worked hard to being a millionaire, making his money selling casks and other funeral supplies, as well as managing several textile factories and being the president of the Union Savings Bank and a director of the Durfee Safe Deposit and Trust Co. So he had quite a few jobs.
0: Wow, yeah. He He, had some money. He
1: had some money. Well, he got some money, I should say. Okay. Yes. And you owned a lot of property in both the industrial portion of town, but also in the wealthier district known as the Hill. This is in
0: Massachusetts.
1: Yes. This is in Massachusetts. Uh, I don't believe I ever said a town, did I? Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Fall River, yeah. Fall so this is Fall Massachusetts. River, Massachusetts. Okay. I'm sorry, I am a no, that's very okay. big dumb dumb. This script is written like how many months ago? And this yeah, is, like, this was one of your first, first scripts. generation <laughs> scripts, so it's not the same format that we've, we've been <laughs> dealing with with all these other things. Uh, yeah, so he owned quite a bit of property. Uh, despite Andrew owning property in wealthy neighborhoods, Emma and Lizzie grew up in the industrial portion of uh, Fall River in a small house on 92nd 2nd Street. Hmm. likely because it was closer to Andrew's businesses and definitely because it was cheaper because he was a bit of a cheapskate.
0: Hey, sometimes that's how you make your money. Yeah, you on, save or you, Yeah, you keep
1: your money. He yeah. enjoyed being able to walk to work every day. So for him, it was all bonuses. It was all good. A yeah. hundred years later, that's yeah. still awesome yeah. if you can do that. For the daughters, <laughs> they were very fucking pissed. Oh, okay. Uh, and you will see why later. So Andrew was a bit of a miser. He would sooner take your money than spend it treating Penny pinching more of like a vice than anything else. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: he, was, I was, he was an outspoken advocate on temperance and moral issues and is likely the influence on Lizzie's views later in life because she became a bit of a temperance herself. She was into feminism. She was into those, a whole bunch of bullshit. Uh, <laughs> she was like an animal rights activist wow yeah she's like she was into all that stuff and it's kind of weird that like she kind of became like the poster girl feminine like modern feminist
0: that's weird if when i was in college they
1: really latched onto like a very specific like you know like like version of of, like of the story and that's kind of like ruined like the truth behind the story that's
0: that's and the thing that, that is like
1: the most ironic is that she was uh, she was all about temperance. Modern feminists are nothing no, no, about no. temperance, and that, no, and, that no. and the funny thing is, it's just like such a weird like branching off of like their original core yeah. values of what feminism was. And I just think it's hilarious yeah. that like you can go to a feminist core, like a women's studies course, and say, "Oh, Lizzie Borden, she was a shining hero, a shining light that we should all follow," and it's like. You would hate her if you ever met her <laughs> she would just you would despise her and her feminism like what the fuck
0: is someone who chopped people up with an axe well
1: that part makes <laughs> sense because women these days will get your money one way or another <laughs> <laughs> even if it means cutting you into little pieces and sticking you in the garbage disposal they're gonna get every dime out of you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, he, he was all about temperance, which makes sense. He's a bit of a miser, yeah. you know. Temperance that they don't believe in living in excess or no. having a life in general. They're they're very much about not enjoying anything. <laughs> uh, and he essentially lived his life making. Uh, so yeah, so he 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 uh, he lived mo- much of his life, Andrew, making money for just the sake of making money. He did see money as the root of all evil, and if one uh, took too much pleasure in money and used it as a source of enjoyment, then they were on their pathway to hell.
0: It must have been a conflict for him to have had that much money yeah. and to see and then, money as yeah, the root of all evil. it this would have been easier mm-hmm. if he was poor. <laughs> Honestly,
1: but he, he kind of lived life like he was poor. Yeah, like, let's be real. He he didn't he didn't live he, according to the means that he had. Yeah. So it was his view that to be a good Christian capitalist, because that's what he th- believed he a was Christian a Christian capitalist, capitalist uh, was to make money but not enjoy it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay and andrew apparently so so here's where we get into like a little bit of legend building yeah because there's been so many books written about it so many different narratives created about this story yeah. no one really knows what's true i'm having a hard time picking apart what's closer to the truth and what's not so i've kind of gone with like showing a little bit of all the different narratives but then picking the one that i like the best because fuck the rest of you
0: yeah <laughs> well there's a lot of There's a lot of different uh, versions of the story. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of different stuff. Uh, So, the the version that we're about to get into now, or a part of one of the versions, is uh, Andrew refused to have the 92nd, like the house on 92nd Street. Yeah. Or 92nd, 2nd Street. Uh, fitted with the following amenities he didn't want it connected to the, to the gas mains uh, which was the primary source of illumination cooking and heating of the times he didn't want electricity when it was uh, when it was being more commonplace Uh... So essentially around this time, only the wealthy could afford it. He didn't want that. He didn't want any of the amenities that came with electricity, despite him being able to clearly afford all that. He refused to take part in what he called a trend. He called electricity a trend. (laughs) Uh, He didn't see any reasonable justification for having a phone in the house. Uh, (coughs) It
0: must have been quiet there. Yeah, I
1: swear to God. Uh, He he didn't have uh, hot water in the house other than what... Could be made in a pot or he did eventually get like that stove that had like the water heater yeah like tank in it that's how they got their hot water but he they this so they really had a fight i wonder if off, this is
0: true then
1: this to me i want to say that this is probably closer to the truth or at the very least it's a small portion of the truth that he was that much of my like cuz like it gets to a point where some of like these stories and these versions of it yeah. where it gets almost abusive with the lack of amenities and that's kind of not accurate if you look at the buildings um like re- like records yeah eventually he does put gas and like electricity into the house long before he dies. But there is a portion in their early childhood where they didn't have that stuff, but their but, peers did. Yeah. Anyone else who did, was
0: yeah. anyone else who would have that of much wealth did. did.
1: Yeah. And it's likely that the reason why they didn't have that stuff when they were younger is because he was essentially was converting it into a house. The building wasn't initially a house. Oh, so he was in the process of converting it. So that's okay. likely why they didn't have that stuff for a few years okay but again what's true what's not it doesn't really fucking matter (laughs)
0: yeah
1: um yeah so the the house originally had running water but uh, according to this version of the story but he didn't think water on the second floor was a necessary luxury and so he had the plumbing removed from the house except to the sink in the kitchen and the one in the basement
0: so there was originally plumbing, but he had it removed?
1: According to this version of the okay. story, he ripped it out. I think it's much more likely that they had plumbing on the first floor, yeah. but because it wasn't like a house, they didn't have it on the second floor. And so they essentially used an outhouse because the bathroom would have been on the second floor.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: To me that's closer to the truth than yeah. and just ripping it out. Yeah, no, that, that seems that rather weird. Money. And that also costs money. Yeah, that money. costs money to rip that <laughs> shit out. And he's not likely to spend the money to rip it out <laughs> <No. just> unnecessarily. <laughs> um Yeah, so there's that and also it doesn't make sense for them to have water and like the two sinks in the house and no results unless it right. was like lardy like that. Yeah. Uh, it was originally a two. Fa- okay, oh, yeah, So here it, it was originally a two-family house, but Andrew converted it into a one-family home. However, to move around the house, he had to move from room to room since there were no main hallways to speak of.
0: Okay. So
1: that that kind of makes sense. Again, it's all about him renovating the place and trying to make right. it like a, a one-family. So that's always going to be
0: odd when you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's going
1: to be fucking weird, especially back then. Yeah. The family primarily used chamber pots and an outdoors latrine. Uh, Andrew is rumored to be so much of a miser That he used his chamber pot While shaving <laughs> wow. I don't believe that I don't believe this man was using dookie water to shave I mean I could be wrong Americans were covered in shit And were disgusting during like the civil war So it's likely I'm that he hasn't could've...
0: become a new trend yeah, like, Dookie like, water yeah, like shaving He could have done something like that But
1: I highly doubt this man is dookie water shaving <laughs> To me, it just doesn't make sense. You think somebody would let him know
0: the Andrew Borden method of shaving? <laughs> uh, yes, dookie Water. I the hipsters aren't all over that
1: <laughs> smooth skin, Dookie Water. I mean, we kind of have something similar. Like, aren't people drinking like mud or whatever? It's like water that they just like it pour like dirt. Me. It it's like water that like, like they're like it's minerals. Like, bitch, that's dirt. You're putting dirt in that water and you are drinking it's it. Like the rich and people. you are paying. $30 a bottle for that shit What the fuck People are you like talking have, about People
0: have so much money They're like you know what I'm gonna get a composting toilet Because fucking door plumbing yeah, like, yeah. really? It's like really You know plumbing? what kind of diseases fuck, you can like, get
1: health You know You're all hacked up on antibiotics <laughs> anyway So fuck it Smear shit on your face We've moved the
0: animals bed. to farms And stuff like that But you know what Fuck it Heirloom chickens in my front yard <laughs> yeah. Great. Great Bird flu Phenomenal I love the avian <laughs> flu in
1: the morning Oh
0: yeah man mm, Smells like
1: China I just love it. Uh, So they lit the house with kerosene lamps. And uh, Andrew was uh, very frugal with the kerosene, which meant... That even it was though they had the cold, yeah, it was cold and cold in They dark. didn't really use the kerosene. It's Massachusetts,
0: lamps. that's cold in the yeah, winter. And
1: the thing, the most likely used candles to travel yeah. around the house because he's not shelling out for all that kerosene. Let's be real, here. <laughs> yeah, that's like extreme emergencies where they all huddle around the one lamp and hope that <laughs> the youngest one freezes first. <laughs> all right. Uh, Andrew was in a, such a notorious cheapskate that he had once picked up a broken lock off of the floor of a factory and just stuck it in his pocket. It's a broken lock. It was cheap. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put it in my pocket like and reuse it. <laughs> he's a bit of a hoarder, according to some of these stories. <laughs> so. Uh, Andrew's lifestyle and habits fueled an abundance of rumors surrounding him and his family. Uh,
0: I was wondering if that's the, if that yeah. was the case. If he got if it gets so they weird were the rumor, that they like, got yeah. talked about. They, they, they were the
1: rumor family <laughs> of the neighborhood.
0: Everybody else has electricity, and you look in the window like, yeah, they're all huddled around that one kerosene yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Lizzie grew up hearing a bunch of these rumors and the mocking remarks of her father's frugality from the townspeople, uh. which makes sense because they lived in the poor part of town and so the poories are like oh look at these rich fucks living like us what the fuck? <laughs> it's like you fucking mocking us you assholes you know it's like pieces <laughs> of shit you're probably all inbred and in incest because you're all rich anyways they fuck shave you. with dookie water because they
0: don't have any other choices <laughs> you shave with dookie water because you like this
1: you like the aroma <laughs> so uh Here's some of the rumors that circulated about the family, circulated around town, right? So, Andrew Borden used to chop the feet off the bodies of people he placed inside his coffins because it was cheaper to cut their feet off than it was (laughs) to make coffins that were uh, their size.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm just imagining him getting his tape measure on and well... Give me yep. the bones. Yeah, guy cut some fucking feet off. <laughs> oh
1: my God. And then here's my question: Did he stick the feet in the coffin, or like, did he charge like extra he for a little box?
0: <laughs> Just put him in a little box,
1: charge you a little extra.
0: Yeah, I was wondering what does he do with the feet? <laughs>
1: the multi crate fee. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we had to box him him twice. I charge the two box fee. Yeah, I had a box and <laughs> twice. Sorry.
0: You can bury this one in the backyard. Yes.
1: <laughs> free pair of shoes next to the dead dog <laughs> there were also rumors of infidelity where he had affairs with phoebe borden the wife of charles borden before his first wife's death and wait
0: who was charles was it his uh, brother? i
1: guess it was his brother. brother's wife yeah so damn there's the rumors of him fucking his brother's wife Keep it there's close also to home. rumors of him fucking his daughter's Oh my Which God. is also a reason why were there rumors why, at
0: the time or is this a modern time?
1: It's kind of like a mixture of both. Holy but shit. like back then, everyone was rumored to fuck their fu- their daughter <laughs> when they were <laughs> rich <laughs> enough. You just get you just get to that point in the Civil War era where you just have enough money where they just assume you're fucking your family. <laughs> but uh most of the rumors come f- from the modern times, based off of shit that people assumed because they're like there's no way a, a young lady would bury a fucking axe in her father's face unless he was like molesting her and then they found like probably like the one rumor of the time period where they like oh. said oh yeah he was definitely molesting they're like see that's the evidence that's evidence right there <laughs> hence why she's also lizzie borden's story is like poster child for like murdering your parents because they're abusing you <laughs> oh. Likely not the truth, but hey, it fuck like it. it. <laughs> there's modern politics to add to something. There's modern politics to add to something. Yeah, I know.
0: Nothing is sacred.
1: Nothing is sacred. Not even murdering your family You can't for
0: even money. just... Yeah, right. Exactly. You can't
1: just be a con. You can't. You really can't. You really can't. There has to be an ulterior <laughs> motive to everything. <laughs>
0: there really does.
1: Um, yeah. So there's that. There's the Lizzie and Emma were restricted from participating in many of the social circles uh the other wealthy people typically frequented yeah that f- fed into a lot of rumors about them being inbreds and witch cr- witchcraft and all this other shit surrounding his oh mortuary businesses yeah there's a lot of <laughs> fucked up shit even even like the rich people like you know like spread rumors about these motherfuckers <laughs> es- essentially um <clears throat> yeah they were a bit of a weird outcast family yeah, it sounds from yeah and uh, it doesn't help that Andrew had lots of leisure time and spent it at home rather than in the usual places other men went. Going to. Going to the club, yeah, with so, the smoking jacket. Yeah, on. yeah. He he never really went to the country clubs. He never went really like went to the bars or to like the bath houses or literally anything that men did. He just stayed at stayed, home with his family and his daughters. And that doesn't...
0: Cutting the feet off of
1: yeah, corpses. <laughs> yeah, cutting the feet off of corpses, molesting don't his daughters. We true. Yeah, you know, just the usual shit that but rich now men did. I got did. it like, in my head yeah. now. Yeah, now it's in your head. He's cutting <laughs> off feet and smacking his daughters with them. See, look, boom, another rumor. Uh, he honestly stayed at home because he'd rather spend time with his family. And he didn't believe that su- living such a lifestyle uh, was, was point it had yeah. a point it was just all pointless to go to like a club and a bar he was yeah. gonna spend money anyways it was just dumb he didn't even go to the brothels my man wow. gave up pussy to be with his family <laughs> let's be real here let's be real here how many men would do that Would just swear off pussy for the rest of their lives to spend time with their daughters come on
0: Either that or he was smart enough to stay away from syphilis
1: yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, everyone was dying of syphilis back then. They really were. He might have actually been dying of syphilis. We don't know. Everyone yeah. had syphilis. You walked. You walked by a woman. Boom. Both of you got syphilis. That's how it worked back then. She sneezed. It's like oh, your brain's being eaten by syphilis. What the fuck. Seriously though, there's nothing we can do. How Here's much of history can nail. be
0: attributed to the fact that they all had syphilis? Yeah, they all had
1: syphilis and were just tripping balls off like mushrooms. Seriously. Uh, so this takes us to Lizzie as a young woman. Okay. Uh, Lizzie grew up in a relatively Christian household and eventually got involved in the Christian community and just oh. the community at large. Okay. Uh, she mainly got involved with the church and would often teach Sunday school and and she assisted uh, with, like, the Christian organizations in, in oh
0: general. Oh, my God. Now I'm just picturing, like, being a kid and being, like, like after the murders, I'm like, hey, Lizzie Borden was yeah. my Sunday school teacher. Yeah, <laughs> honestly.
1: But, again, she was hot. So she would have been, like, that hot <laughs> no, Sunday school teacher was- <laughs> that you wanted to fuck before she got syphilis. All right. <laughs> Uh, Lizzie was an animal lover and took care of pigeons behind the barn that it was like behind the house oh. and built roosts for them to live in. So she was a bit of a fucking hippie.
0: I've never heard any of this.
1: Yes. uh, The the, the pigeons. Something funny happens with the pigeons. Okay. Uh, So Lizzie was also heavily involved with the women's rights movements. Mel.
0: That also I did not hear.
1: Yes. Uh, Women's Christian Temperance Union, which is a modern feminist group that advocated for women's suffrage and spoke about a number of social reform issues (coughs) that I'm not going to get into because fuck that bullshit. Uh, she thought that temperance was the best way to live, avoiding too much of a good thing and avoiding life's temptations altogether.
0: <laughs> Except when it came to the axe, but anyway, yeah, I mean, when it came to the axe, she's like, you know, this one I can't resist. This <laughs> it's got a
1: mahogany <laughs> handle, Mel. It's got a mahogany <laughs> handle. Uh, she was intensely invested in the debate of alcohol. Which was the biggest, you know, thing to talk about about this around this time. Yeah. And was pro prohibition. So she is one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. One of the reasons why men beat their wives today and why alcohol will never become illegal because the government realized we need that to keep order. There's a reason why liquor stores were kept open during COVID, folks. It wasn't because it was a man well, it wasn't because they were gonna go out of business, it's cause we needed alcohol to keep people from riding in the fucking streets. Alcohol saves lives. It takes it, but it saves it. It's as above so below right, right there, man. which is what my mug is, because Mel got me an As Above So Below mug for Christmas. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) You can taste Satan in every sip. Uh, So, uh, yeah, she was uh, intensely invested in the debates. Uh, She saw alcohol as the root of all problems present in the modern U.S. society at that time, such as greed, lust, and they even blamed alcohol for the Civil War and the Reconstruction era.
0: Holy shit, I didn't even know temperance was a thing that long oh, ago. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: So that was going on for decades. Mhm. Decades
1: and
0: decades, oh, yeah. like generations then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Saying, like oh, the the whole like temperance and like suffrage movement was like a whole generation. Huh. Yeah, well, it wasn't like what they taught in high school. It was like it was like two years of a struggle no, it Yeah. Was, yeah. it was it was like a lifetime struggle. Those women had to work hard to convince the white man to give them the rights which you're welcome by the way. Every single major social issue that's been passed by this government has been passed by the white man. So while you sit there and blame us, you could also say thank you, because without us, you would not have the right to vote. And on that note, Mel, let's get back to Lizzie Boyd. <laughs> I just like to pull my dick out and just say, here, look at it. <laughs> look at it. Uh, so it was. Uh, she considered alcohol to be the devil's elixir, as <laughs> she put it in one of her diary entries. And Sounds an like an e- advertisement. And <laughs> essentially, she s- used it as an easy scapegoat for the misdeeds of mankind yeah, in general. A lot of people did. Yeah, uh, this led Lizzie to believe that her family lived in contradiction with itself
0: but why if he, if it wasn't her father in a temperance he,
1: he was but she believed that since he had not been born into wealth and struggled his way to being one of the most influential men in new england worth about six million of today's oh, money my goodness she hated hated the fact that they lived a modest lifestyle her father forced her to live because the thing with temperance, it's not necessarily about not spending money. It's kind of like the opposite. If you have a lot of money, then it's your duty to spend it because hoarding it is a root of all evil. It's a sin. Oh, so mm, so it's, it's, it's weird. kind of like a weird contradiction where temperance is about like not you know spending money, but it's also about not having too much. So if you oh. have an access, you're kind of socially obligated to spend it. Okay, oh, so that's why she believed they lived in a little bit of contradiction, and she hated her father oh, no, for the entitled. modest lifestyle. She's entitled as fuck, but then again, which do your what, moral duty? What feminist and, isn't and entitled buy me as fuck? A new
0: dress. <laughs> yes,
1: you, it's your moral imperative to fight the patriarchy by spending a three thousand dollar dress that, that I'm going to wear. But, but
0: once. I can understand wanting indoor plumbing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she's still an entitled because we have it now. But yeah, she, she's entitled. I now. don't want a chamber pot. Well, why not? You <laughs> might like the chamber pot, the dookie water. So uh she grew envious and resentful of uh, pretty much all the children around her uh, and anyone whom she saw living the way she thought that she uh, deserved to live, entitled. especially her cousins whom she visited on the wealthier side of town at a pretty frequent basis.
0: Oh, so, okay. So, so
1: to me, this is the closest thing to the real story yeah. that we're going to get i see her as an entitled bitch <laughs> i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it she's entitled a rich kid bitch she's the rich bitch uh and she uh, essentially hated the fact that they rejected her like all the socialites they bothered her because they were all rejecting her they saw her as poor and not of their ilk whatsoever makes sense Yeah, it kind of does make sense. I mean, she's wearing, like, homemade dresses and hand-me-down dresses, and they got, like, you know, like, silver stuck up their asses. (laughs) I don't don't know what women wore back then that were rich. I'm assuming it's just silver butt plugs. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Lizzie and uh, Emma, they, uh, which, again, you're you're not really going to hear a lot about Emma. Or from Emma at all. The story is mainly about Lizzie. But Emma is there. Her older sister does exist. She still lives. She's there. And is likely the source for a lot of what Lizzie thinks because uh, Emma kind of raised her.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, so Lizzie and Emma, they both had a meager allowance compared to their cousins and the other wealthy children. Wh- however, I couldn't find a figure to what their allowance was, but it's likely it very, very modest. It, it's likely it was very substantial. Wait, who? Their, their allowances. The, oh, the, oh okay. that was likely substantial, but when compared to the allowances of other socialites, it might've been meager.
0: Okay. So then it's, okay. It's,
1: it's not like their father was against their like giving them money and like spending on them because he wasn't. He just was of the opinion that they needed to essentially work for okay. it. And so essentially the the allowance was also not just their personal spending money but house money too.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So like again, this is this, is this weird thing where he was definitely a, or Andrew was definitely a miser, definitely a cheapskate, but there's some contradictions to how much of a degree he was he doesn't
0: sound that bad
1: he doesn't sound like that bad he's he definitely doesn't sound like a guy who belongs at the country club but he like i would say he's probably like a modern upper middle class man who like understands the value of a dollar
0: right yeah and doesn't want to be indulging his daughters frivolously just yeah like like, like he'll
1: indulge his daughters but not too much yeah And his fucking daughters hated him for it.
0: Both of them did?
1: Uh, Emma, to a degree, did, yes. But that really came more about her constantly arguing about them getting more allowances or him furnishing the house better. Uh, Lizzie was the one that was just obsessed with his money, though. Wow. Yeah. How sharper
0: than a serpent's (laughs) tooth it is to have an ungrateful child.
1: Especially a daughter.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So, like I said, uh, their cousins rejected them. All the wealthy socialite children rejected them. And they were kind of stuck at home, sewing their own dresses, making them out of cheap fabrics that they had to save their allowances for.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Money became a source of contention between the family real fucking quick, especially when Lizzie Borden reached her teenage years. And their lifestyle drove a wedge between the parents and the child, especially between stepmother and stepdaughters. Mm. Uh, this was noted by their live-in maid, Maggie, who uh, Bridget Sullivan, but they called her Maggie. She was Irish, by the way. She kind of really had like a real be- good bead on the daughters, <laughs>
0: let's
1: just say. Uh, so this brings us to Problems in the and House, Blah, 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 blah. which also is kind of like a big contributor towards the rumor mill
0: oh yeah yeah again it would
1: so uh lizzie believed that she deserved to live in the wealthier side of of the town
0: oh to, to, oh you yeah. didn't even like the neighborhood she didn't even like in. the
1: neighborhood she was in she's like i want to live in the rich bitch part of the town yeah lizzie and emma argued many times with their father regarding money who never once budged on his policy of discipline so he mm-hmm. was he was firm uh, which I respect. I hate those guys. So yeah, no, 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 no. And they just like, you know, give like a million dollars to their daughters. Cause it's like, if you want her to be a stripper, that's how you, she becomes a stripper. <laughs> that's <sighs> how you get strippers in the family right there. That's how you get whores. We don't want those. <laughs> so the sisters did not like their stepmother, Abby, and saw her as an usurper or ursuper, usurper, usurper fucking English sucks, man uh and use to not only their father's affection but his fortune so yeah. they they saw her as marrying him for money
0: yeah
1: which uh, who gives a fuck she might have <laughs> married him for money but obviously he isn't giving anyone money so who got the last laugh he's getting pussy from her and she's getting dick literally dick that's literally all she's getting from him uh they believe that she was a gold digger, their words. So apparently, gold digger's been a term for quite a while in America. Oh, I say she messing with no bro, but she ain't messing with no. Mm-mm. Oh yeah, see, I had a, I had a, I forgot the lyrics to that song, and I proved how white, I am. how white I am, like a wheat thin. Was it, was, who,
0: was it who used the uh, phrase epidemic of gold digging whores? Yeah, it was Bill Burr. <laughs> it's an
1: epidemic of gold digging horse, and that came from the Civil War, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, so th- they, uh, yeah, they they believe that she was a gold digging whore who was intent on getting as much money as she could uh, the minute Andrew died. They believe she encouraged his penny, penny pinching to ensure that.
0: No. Oh, okay. So they're blaming her. So they're blaming so her they're blaming for, for his, his father's fri- policies. Yeah, yeah,
1: the father's policies a, and oh. lack of giving them money. Hmm. um The sisters rarely attended dinner with their parents. Uh, oh, it got, it got scandalous. so scandalous.
0: Scandalous. They didn't scandalous. even eat
1: together. Damn. Uh, especially after their father gave large portions of real estate to their stepmother's family, and he even bought a house for her sister.
0: Oh, so maybe well, the maybe the daughters have a point there with this. But here's the thing.
1: <laughs> the housing and property is going to become a big deal with later on in the story. I would say that he made a shit ton of money and allies with this deal. Oh. So for him, it was much more important for the family if he bought the house and gave it to relatives because they that doesn't count as income for him despite him making money off the deal
0: ah okay. so well, there, there's a bunch of other background
1: sense. shit to this that apparently yeah. the daughters would never understand because they're not businessmen
0: hmm.
1: but it's also likely that he was having an affair with the sisters so to, you know it might have been some hush money. Oh, okay.
0: there, there's again there's rumors <laughs> everywhere lots there's a lot a lot of
1: rumors lots of bullshit I would say that it's a bad look if you're not giving your daughters money to go and start giving people who aren't even related to you yeah. houses and properties. It's probably not a good look. No. Um, this was a major issue with the sisters who had spent decades arguing for basic amenities in their home against their father's stubborn stinginess. So this goes back to the concept of. Maybe their house was underfurnished for like their entire lives. Yeah. Uh Lizzie, n- no matter what the truth is, why he bought the property, why he did this, why he gave it to them, Lizzie saw it as a grave injustice all right. the same. And the sisters wanted compensation. Oh, geez. Uh they demanded their father hand over the <coughs> deed to the house that they were currently living in. So it's the 92nd 2nd Street home, which this is Proves to me that he didn't do the other property deals out of malice. Okay. That there wasn't any ill intent and that he kind of did right by the sisters. So this is where rumors come into play um, uh, because, you know, the family's constantly arguing over money, which only made the arguments more frequent. Uh, Eventually, Andrew handed over the deed to the house for a paltry $1 fee. So he gave them the deed, which was worth quite a bit of money. Yeah. But he made them pay a dollar for it for, I would say, a litany of reasons. One is to teach them business. Right. Two, to teach them that nothing's for free. (laughs) But three, it gives him the legal ability at any point in time to essentially buy the deed back from them, which is something that the sisters do. Like, this, this deed plays fucking, like, you know, like musical chairs with his family because huh. so he gives the deed to them for a dollar they have all that property they decide they can't use it because they don't know how to turn property to money so they sell it back to him for like five thousand dollars oh okay so th- there's a bunch of really <laughs> weird shit, little on. shenanigans but once uh, it's rumored that they, they sold the deed to him and then they wanted him to just give the deed back
0: right right and he's like
1: no that's not how <laughs> life works um conveniently a few weeks before his murder they sold the deed back to the yeah so a few days a few weeks before his murder they sold the deed back to their father for five thousand dollars after they bought it for a dollar and then it is one of the biggest mysteries in the case was how they were able to convince him to actually pay that kind of money
0: yeah, Yeah,
1: because exactly. he's, he's, he's a miser, but they convinced him to, to, to buy the house back for 5000 and ever since the quote-unquote house incident, Lizzie refused to call Abby mother and instead called her Mrs. Borden. Huh. So I doubt the, it was out of respect. I, it wasn't that. No, no, I highly <laughs> doubt it. It might have been like, a, oh, yes, I'm so Mrs. Borden. But that's about it. Uh, so it was. It got so bad to the point that she snapped at a police officer the day of the murder for referring to Abby as her mother. Wow! If that doesn't tell you the kind of mental state that this girl is in, I don't fucking how, know what to how tell How old
0: you. is she at this point?
1: Uh, I want to say teenager, early twenties. Oh, oh, okay. I'm not very clear on this one. Um, okay. So th- this. I guess it's around June 19, Sorry, June 1892. 1892, so, okay. So she's like probably, what, in her 20s? Because she was born in like, what, 1860-something, 1880-something? Yeah, some, some, yeah. So she, she's younger. She's yeah. not like old, but she's not like, you know, a kid. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> I don't know why I'm coughing. I'm not, I'm not even like sick anymore.
0: <laughs> I know. You're doing all right, though. That's all the talking.
1: Um. So, when they returned, they found... Uh, so, uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm all discombobulated. In June 1892, Andrew and Abby went on a trip out of town, which was uncharacteristic for Abby. She's never left town.
0: Ever. Okay.
1: She's she's a homebody, like a motherfucker. Yeah. When they returned, they found that someone had broken into a desk and stolen some valuables.
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh. Uh, the, they were missing money. Uh, horse car tickets, which I don't know what the fuck that horse is. Horse
0: car tickets? Yeah,
1: horse car tickets. So it was like a buggy. Tickets for a buggy? <laughs> I don't no, fucking yeah. know. Uh, there was a watch <laughs> of some sen- sentimental value to Abby and a pocketbook. In total, there's about $2,000 oh, uh, wow. in today's money that was missing. Despite there being three people in the house at the time, Emmy I uh, sorry Emma Lizzie and Maggie. Nobody heard a thing, and none of their and none of their personal valuables were missing. Mm. Just the stuff in the desk, which leads Andrew to believe that someone was looking for the deed to the house because oh. that's where he used to fucking keep it. Uh, it's also said that around this time, Lizzie developed a bit of kleptomania. Uh, She often stole goods from local stores, and it's likely that she was involved with the robbery, if not the direct cause of it, despite there being no official record of it.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. So there's only she's acting out, or she got serious mental issues? Yeah, she's got some serious issues. <laughs> <answers. laughs> seeing what's about to happen, yeah. I would kind of vote uh, for mental issues. And
1: it's kind of weird that there's no record of it, despite that there was an investigation into the robbery. Oh, and there's no record of... There's no record of the robbery, there's no record of any of that oh, stuff. Okay. But it did, in fact, happen. There was an investigation into it, and despite the investigation, nobody was arrested. Okay. So they was just kind so of. They the, didn't really have any it. It leads was like a who done it. Like They're like, I don't know. We fucking know. Yeah. Um, Andrew Borden then forbade them from speaking of it ever again, and commanded that all the doors and windows in the, in the house should be locked at all times to keep those pesky robbers who specifically targeted sentimental items out. <laughs> so it's like he already knew what was happening, uh, but he's like kind of going with it because what the fuck else is he gonna do? Yeah. Uh, So in late July, only a few weeks after the robbery, because it's fucking hot in July, Andrew Borden killed the pigeons Lizzie kept behind the barn. Some say that that might have been retribution. Why did he kill the pigeons? Some would say it might be retribution. He claimed that he had a craving for, for some squab, but it was rumored to be a message to either Lizzie or to the locals who had been breaking into his barn recently. (laughs) kind of a that's kind of a big message (laughs) it's a a big message to no matter who it is if it was a message to Lizzie then that's him pretty much saying I know what the fuck you did I can take away what makes you happy but if it was like some asshole kids are just breaking into his barn and he decided to kill his birds and eat them that's showing he's like this is my fucking shit (laughs) it's my property motherfucker god damn and honestly I didn't even know this but apparently Squab is like pigeon veal Oh. So he ate the babies. <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. He ate the okay. babies, I Why don't people use, well, people, some people today still eat pigeons. He ate it's... the babies.
1: <laughs> Andrew also sold the family's horse. Okay. Yeah, I just figured I'd throw that in there. He sold the family's horse around the time, which obviously did, didn't go over very well with Lizzie, since she loved the horse, and literally just built a new roost for the pigeons. <laughs>
0: Oh so, oh, so then this is these are probably messages to her.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that these are more <laughs> messages to her than to some fucking kids breaking into the barn, breaking bottles yeah.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Uh, so they're so, like
0: going head to head, and they both seem pretty like hardcore, honestly, if he's like, you know honestly, what? Honestly, <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, so this brings us to July 21st. The family argued over money so badly that the sisters left the home for a few days. So they just fucking oh, wow. laughed. Uh the girls called it a vacation and they went to nearby New Bedford, but uh I, I would say it's more of like a temper tantrum where they just ran away and said, yeah. Fuck this old fuck.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't seem to be something that they would they commonly do. Yeah, anymore. no. The
1: family doesn't commonly <clears throat> leave the town. No. Uh they did come back July twenty sixth, which is just before the murders took place. Uh Emma returned home, however, Lizzie did not. Oh, Lizzie stayed at a rooming house that was within the city limits. Oh, so with she's still there. Peoples. Oh. So she's in town, but she's not at the house, unlike everyone else. And Lizzie returned home at the end of July during a heat spike that killed ninety people.
0: Oh my goodness. So it's a
1: really fucking hot time. Yeah, I, like it's a really, really hot summer yeah yeah and they didn't have like ac or anything back then and they're yeah. all wearing big thick dresses probably with cages because that's just the the time periods um so she came back it's 90 billion degrees out it's boiling people are dying left and right all over town and when she got home she realized that her family were suffering from food poisoning from bad mutton made worse by the heat
0: oh my god oh my and they god. don't the have indoor plumbing
1: <laughs> it, it's bad everyone in the house even Maggie everyone in the house is just fucking dying and I honestly I think it's where we're going to end the, the episode oh. for today. I know it's a cliffhanger good. man it's a cliffhanger but this brings us up to, like, the, the day before the murders. There's yeah. a bunch of stuff. I think it's a good place to end. It's, it's been, like an, like, an hour, 45 minutes, right? It's about 45, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a good time. It's, it's a nice, building, quick up, thing. Some building up some suspense, man. I didn't stuff. know
0: any of this about yeah, her background. Yeah, no,
1: it, it's, a, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's a very interesting story. It is. It's something that's Her and her father it's, it's both, seem like, both seem
0: like characters who are uh, going head to head. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> Lizzie and Andrew were dead. Definitely characters. Yeah. And honestly, they were so similar. That's probably know, why they didn't exactly. get along.
0: Exactly. They just had like a they slight be tweak in the ideology. Someone was going to kill somebody else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: honestly. <laughs> But again, there's also the rumors of him just molesting her. And that was the reason why she fucking you know did all yeah. that shit. But either way, it never pays to have an ungrateful daughter.
0: It really does. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, ungrateful
1: sons you can deal with. You know, you can see them coming a mile away. Ungrateful daughters, those bitches be sneaky. Ah, <laughs> uh, do we have any announcements, Mel? are We making any announcements?
0: <laughs> no, there's just more. We just have like a lot of episodes. Yeah, we got a
1: lot of a lot of stuff coming down the shoot on, yeah. uh, that we're working <laughs> on. Hopefully, today we will finish a little bit more research, get those uh, recordings of those training videos, and get you that attachment therapy cult cult episode. Yes. uh, Hopefully, we'll get that out to you this weekend, too, because I actually kind of want to get back into this. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's
0: going to be a tough one.
1: Good stuff. (laughs) Um, I know a lot of, I'm not going to tell you what I've been researching. I will say, however, that a lot of my research has brought me to the lovely land of Canada. (laughs) so in the next few weeks we get to shit on canada like a motherfucker (laughs) and i am excited for that fuck trudeau uh on that note i have no announcements other than the fact that i'm a lazy fuck and i still haven't done the twitter thing eventually we will do social media that makes sense but right (laughs) now i'm just gonna procrastinate that and on that (laughs) note mel what do we always say
0: don't Don't fuck fuck in the the woods.
1: woods all right thank you thank
0: you those of us at Deliver Us Some Evil want to thank you for listening. All of our episodes are available at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. For the latest news, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com Deliver Us Some Evil or email us at Deliver Us Some Evil Podcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't fuck in the woods.